0: Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. On a few occasions over my career as a rabbi, I sang during a sermon. One time, it was in a High Holy Day sermon that focused on the story of the crossing of the sea, the story that we read this week in Parshat Beshalach. I sang a bit from the movie The Prince of Egypt which if you haven't seen or haven't seen in many years, you really should see it. It's a, really, I think it's a phenomenal movie. And in the course of the song entitled When You Believe, some of the Hebrew from Shiratayam, from the Song of the Sea, is inserted into the song in a beautiful, beautiful way. And I sang that during the sermon. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Go online, find... The Prince of Egypt, When You Believe, and listen the whole way through. Another time, I sang a verse from a song by Harry Chapin called Sunday Morning Sunshine. And here are the first two lines to introduce today's podcast episode. I came into town with a knapsack on my shoulder and a pocket full of stories that I just had to tell. I sang a little bit more in that sermon, but these are the two lines I want to focus on here, because all of us have pockets full of stories that we should tell. Many people, including rabbis, have the opportunity to tell the stories publicly quite a bit, but we all should find the opportunities to tell our stories, because our stories are reflective of who we are. What's important to us and what we've learned through life and today I want to share two rabbinic stories. One was told by a rabbi about 1,500 years ago about this week's Parsha and the story of the crossing of the sea and this rabbi's story can teach us something very important how we should think about the Exodus and how we should think about God's role in the Exodus. The other story, the second story I want to tell is more personal. I want to share a story from my youth that continues to move me to this day. But I want you to know that this is not just my story. It's a story that could be told by many people who grew up where I did and shared the experience I'm going to describe. And that experience was shared by those couple of generations older than I am and a couple of generations younger than I am as well. The specifics have changed through the years, but the focus of the story the individual at the center of the story, the individual who makes the story, unites the experiences over the years. So with that in mind, first, the rabbinic story. Rabbi Nahorai taught this agada, this legend. If a daughter of Israel was crossing the sea with a baby in her hand, And the baby was crying, she would stick out her hand into the water and immediately take out an apple or pomegranate from the midst of the sea and give it to the baby. And he bases this story on what's written in the Psalms, God led them through the deep as through the wilderness. Just as in all their wilderness journeys, they lacked nothing. So in the deep, crossing the sea, they lack nothing. It's such a charming agada, such a charming legend. person, a woman, is walking through the sea with the sea on either side, walls on either side, as the Torah says, and the baby starts to cry. Maybe the baby is hungry. Maybe the baby is scared because the story of the Exodus, remember, has been a story of great, turmoil, the 10th plague, the death of the Egyptian firstborn, rushing out of Egypt, not even having time for the dough to rise, coming upon the sea, seeing the Egyptians closing in on them from behind. So the baby would have many reasons to cry, but the mother has the answer, thanks to God. God has provided, according to Rabbi Nehore, this magic cafeteria inside the water. She reaches her hand and takes whatever she wants out and gives it to the baby to calm the baby. It's a fanciful story, but it teaches us something about how we should look at the Exodus story, not just as the story of strength and power of God and the plagues and the splitting of the sea, But the story is also supposed to teach God's concern for the people and God's caring for the people. And this combined with the manna that's given and the sukkot, uh, the, the, the coverings, the huts, so to speak, that according to tradition, the people were provided for in the desert wanderings. This is all supposed to show that we look at this story as showing God's concern for the people. But we also see something else. The mother is the conduit, the one that gives the refreshment, that gives the calming food to the child. And that shows that we, in essence, goes back to the same story I've talked about a lot in this podcast, and we all talk about a lot. That we are God's agents on earth to deliver to others the kindness of that God wants us to deliver. It really depends upon us. And in this case, it depends upon the actions of the mother. It's a beautiful story. And now I wanna tell you another story. I grew up in Boston, but the synagogue we went to and was in Brookline, little town, not a little town, a big town right next to Boston. And it was where our synagogue was and I spent a whole lot of my time there. Mostly because when I was a kid, went to Hebrew school four afternoons a week and Sunday morning. So I was in Brookline quite a bit on Harvard Street, the main street of the Jewish neighborhood. Still is today. Kosher butchers, kosher bakeries, the Israel bookshop, the bookstore providing books for the community, bagels, you know, all of the different things that, that, that Jewish communities need. But the one store that meant to most to me, and to most of my contemporaries, was a little store that was really wedged in, in essence, next to the entrance of an apartment building. A small store with a red and white striped awning and a red door. The store was called Irving's. Irving's was a little candy store, greeting cards, simple toys, stationery items. But the thing that brought us into that store every day before Hebrew school was the opportunity for a snack, particularly in my case, and I think in most of my friends' cases, their penny candy. And at that time, it was, in fact, penny candy. Each of the little candies cost a penny. So we would go in before school, and we would get our atomic fireballs or nut shoes or whatever it was, but it was there was a ritual involved because the owner of the store would tell us it was okay to go behind the counter, take a little bit of a paper bag, small paper bag, go to the penny candy counter, put whatever candy we wanted, and would trust us to tell her how many candies we got, and we would pay for them. She was a wonderful woman. Her name was Ethel Weiss, And for five generations, she was the owner and the manager of the store together with her husband, Irving, at first. And then when Irving died, she had another husband, Abe. But she was really the focus. And every person that came in, every child that came in, was treated with a smile, was treated with respect, and with love. It was quite an experience. Maybe we didn't really appreciate it that much then, but looking back on it, there was so much love in that store. Because for generations, Ethel Weiss, she died recently at age 101. Ethel Weiss treated every customer with respect. She taught kids that the world isn't just full of noise and people out to make a buck but that people could be menches, People could be human beings, could treat each other with kindness. She knew everybody's name, or at least many of them. And in fact, 20 years after I graduated from Hebrew school, when I went to a rabbinical assembly convention in Boston and some friends of ours decided we wanted to go down to Harvard Street to have lunch at one of the kosher restaurants. I made everybody stop at Irving's on the way to the restaurant just so we could see it. And when I walked in, and this goes back 20, 25 years or so, when I walked in, Ethel Weiss knew me by name. She said, you're Darberson, aren't you? It was really a, ma- a magical kind of place. And it isn't just the, my story, but it's a story over generations. And on, my, on the website, the Podbean website for this podcast, I give a link to a YouTube video, a story about Ethel Weiss that appeared on the CBS Sunday Morning Nationwide program a few years back. And if you can't get to that link, you can go to YouTube and just type in Ethel Weiss Brookline CBS Sunday Morning and you'll see it there. And you'll see the love in her eyes and you'll see what this store and what her relationship with her customers meant to her and then there's another video also of what happened after ethel died and the store was closed before it closed family members invited people from the community to put post-it notes on the store With their memories and you'll see a picture if you see that video of the store just completely covered with post-it notes thanking ethel for what she did and for what she meant to all of us i have in my office here at home and i'm looking at it right now the store irving's toy and card shop with the red and white on a postcard and at the bottom it says with happy memories signed ethel weiss and they are happy memories But they're more than happy memories. It's a learning. It's a story that teaches us how certain individuals with simple acts of kindness can stand out to us in our lives. And if in fact we are God's agents on earth, it's not just to do the huge things to talk about repairing the world in a big sense. It's the simple actions of menschlichkeit of humanity, of kindness, of generosity, and of a loving spirit that stands out. I'm sure that many people, some older than me, some younger than me, can tell this story. Tell the story about what Ethel Weiss meant to them. Maybe I'm the only one that connects it with the Midrash from brashid from Shmot Rabba, from Exodus Rabba. But that's that's just the rabbi in me. The story is clear. What unites the story is giving sustenance to younger people but doing so in a way that reflects the qualities that we associate with the values of our tradition and ultimately with God. May her memory be for a blessing and may we all tell the stories of the people who have influenced our lives.